We are started. <coughs> Welcome. This is <laughs> episode 40 of Something Over the Hill. Um, I'm Bart Dangus. Abigail Lynch is here. <laughs> Fucking up the mic. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I can't fucking hear shit. Can you? I can. can yeah. you, you can hear me? Sounds good. I think I can Should we okay. start over? No. No. Whatever. No. I love this. We just go with it. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, before we get started, though, plug something real quick. Uh, my butt? stupid dumb show <laughs> called Krampus, with <laughs> <laughs> according to Candace. That's so funny. Um, Pranks with Bart Dangus at LJ Sweetheart <laughs> Bar in Corktown every Monday, 8 p.m. Uh, come out. It's real stupid. <laughs> but uh anyways do i sound like a dj you yeah. just sound <laughs> great Fuck. you sound like a professional okay. yeah, stay tuned <laughs> but oh i know i can't hear shit because my beanie's over my <laughs> oh my god yes really inner problems okay. is it better yeah damn okay oh jesus um Are you blasting? my beanie was over my eyes and i couldn't <laughs> hear anything <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we're here with Bree and Kevin. Yes. Woo! Woo! Shit, I don't even. Bree Hatesa. <laughs> Close enough. And Kevin Boyle. I know that one. No. <laughs> Boyd. Yeah. Boyd. Close. Boyle. Yeah. Boyle's pretty good. Well. We're married, but we uh, kept our own names. Yeah. That's sexist. We're gonna try yeah. to keep. Em <laughs> I know. That's what his mom says. Keep everybody off kidding. our trail. Yeah. That's clever. Yeah. Clever, clever. Do you, you guys don't even wear rings, do you? Oh, you have a tattoo, huh? Yeah. Do you have a tattoo? I do. Oh. Up high. Oh. I also, I also have my ring still. Yeah, you have like so. four rings on. That's more than four. four. This, is, this yeah, was our wedding one. ring. Mine broke apart. It broke? Yeah, they weren't well made. Oh. Uh, yeah, I have huh. seven. I have seven on my finger. <laughs> on you one? You are a yes. You have a lot of rings. It's true. So yeah. Kevin's number seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Better than nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky number seven. <laughs> Yeah. Um. But, dude, yeah, I'm fucking pumped because this is the first podcast in my podcast writing studio. New it's space. New space. It's really oh. cool. The sun's shining in Heads the Heads up, though, don't it's say the, the building name because this is completely illegal. I don't where know. We are. Okay. Yeah, we don't even know the name Hell yet. Hell yeah. We don't no. know where we are. <coughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're in Detroit. No, Michigan. I mean, yeah, we're in... <laughs> Milwaukee. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a long drive, but it's worth it. It's worth it for, yeah, you know, seven-hour drive each way, two-hour podcast. Dude. Free beer. But yeah. actually, Milwaukee is really sweet. I'll, p I'll plug this. Yes. And uh, Beer and cheese. Is that w Wisconsin? Dude, it's in Wisconsin. Okay. It's an amazing city. It was, like, very much Detroit, like, blue-collar. They have, like, the union buildings downtown. It's amazing. And uh, it feels like Detroit if it wouldn't have been gone through the hardships that Detroit went through. Arsoned. Yeah, and corruption and yeah. all of that stuff. But um, it like the downtown mixes with residential and then it goes to another little downtown area and it's really cool. Close, oh, cool. yeah. But the, but the whole like uh, riverfront has a state park and those state parks have small breweries in there. The state owns them. State beer? Yeah, it's like a state park, but you can go to these beer gardens inside the state park that's where they grow the beer yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you get one mason jar and you can fill it up all along the river oh fun that's where i was like, like dude you Milwaukee, you're so cool you ride the river like or like you just walk by it um you can ride your bike by the river oh yeah you meant like on a tube. yeah like a canoe oh. or something we'll have to go check Probably it not. out i think it's like <laughs> a commercial harbor oh, oh. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay 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 but anyway it's cool. really cool anyway that Milwaukee. sounds weird 
That's oh, weird. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. So we're in our podcast studio in Milwaukee. Yes. <laughs> it's great here. Straight There's down. a beer garden. <laughs> yes. None of us have ever been here before. The beer grows <laughs> on trees here, <laughs> as they say. Um. Yeah, we've been meaning to do a podcast with you guys for like yeah. a really long time. I since we were roommates? Yeah, since we were roommates. I, I think cool. it's good that we kind of waited, though. Sure. I mean, not on purpose, but like, yeah. I don't know. We know each other better and... Let the jitters settle down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dealt with winter. Um, yeah. Dude, I, I feel like it hasn't been that bad. That's because it hasn't. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I remember when we uh, were living together, and I was like, "Oh my god, you guys are from Arizona! Like, get ready for the winter. You're gonna Dude, die. Yeah. It's Everybody so cold." And then that. I see you like every other day, and I'm like, it, "This isn't winter, really." I swear, there was more that I was yeah, talking about. It wasn't just being a baby. <laughs> <laughs> we took a walk yesterday. We did. Dude, I saw you from the back did window. You? I was like, "Oh my god, are they walking?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that your first time? Yeah. Walking. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> We had a really nice Run or nothing. <laughs> fresh snow, so Brett and I were like, we're going to take a walk. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Did you walk by the church? Um, we walked Which by one? a church. There yeah. it is. Yeah. Cool. Um, the one Will you on hand me a beer? Thank you. <laughs> the one on, what is it? McDo- McDougal? <laughs> and yeah. Thank you. Camden? <coughs> yeah, that's, that's St. Elizabeth. That's the oldest black Catholic church in the country. Wow. Uh-huh. Jesus. That's yeah. cool. That's good to know really cool Saint does it still happen it is yeah you could go on sunday i once was um we were riding our bikes down canfield and there's a bunch of churches there and i said to kevin wow dude i really wish they had like an open house where you could see the inside of these churches <laughs> kevin was like yeah dude it's called sunday yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to church there's I, usually two of them i like <laughs> caught myself off guard i was like Oh my god, dude! I can go in there. Yeah, that is an open house. If you weren't such a heathen, you could. True. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm super interested to know what the church on the corner of our street looks like, like Joseph (gasps) Clonfield and Garfield, like because it's just so small and like tiny. Like, what is there like a congregation of like ten people? Yeah, they're really tight though. Yeah, they seem like they've all been going there forever. It's it's really cool. Yeah. Even though I don't believe in anything, but (laughs) yeah, I don't believe in anything either. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, I but bet the that b- I believe in dope architecture. Of course. I believe in dope. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in dope. Yeah, I bet like the place has not changed in 30 years Yeah, or something. That's it p- I feel like it would probably look like the church you guys own. Yeah. There's definitely drop ceilings. And drop linoleum ceilings? tiles. Ugh, like say. office building drop ceiling? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We had to tear, or Kevin teared them all down. But there were, it's there was uh, stamped in roofs. Ugh underneath the drop are you serious yeah but they drilled a bunch of holes in the drop ceiling mm-hmm. or in the t- stamped tin roof to put screws in they destroyed them to hang these like Damn. shitty that sucks drop ceilings but Fuck. Yeah. i wish i could see the commercials in the 70s that were like that sold drop ceilings to yeah. every single person yeah. they're like yeah dude let's do this you lower ceilings that's what's yeah, up you want to <laughs> your space to be a little bit smaller don't you <laughs> like you want to waste all of the space if, hey it's called cozy <laughs> come on in it's so bad it's really bad that's something that i actually really like about architecture here is all the high ceilings because like arizona everything's pretty pretty low Mod. yeah yeah so here i'm like Ooh, look how like the room we're in is dude yeah what, like yeah, 20 feet no 15? it's not 20 40 40 it's like know. 80 <laughs> <laughs> come on 15 that's like is may- that a good maybe estimate? 10 i can't that's even maybe see 10. the top really? 
Yeah. I, don't I can't know. see the Look, top either. Just I usually think exaggerate. About, think about me standing right there and then me standing on top of me. Okay, so it's like 12 feet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Math. It's hard. Me standing I mean, on me. I'd be standing on my shoulders, not my own head. So <laughs> it's like a so foot. 12. 11. That's, that's more structurally oh, yeah. sound. Yes. I'd say when 12, you're building 12 people. to 14. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop ruining our dreams, Brett. Okay. It's a 12-foot <laughs> ceiling. Um, should we talk about something? Yeah, we should. This is something. We, we should talk. Yeah. Well, I would love to talk about you guys because <laughs> I think you're really cool Aww. and you do cool things. Um, So, like, we're talking about the church that you own. Yeah. You own a bunch of property. Yeah. In and around our neighborhood. Exclusively there, right? Yes. Which is funny, though, because, like, you guys don't look like you own a lot of property. You don't look like you own anything. We don't. (laughs) 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 It's so true, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it's so true. That's what we're going for, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's the only thing that works. (laughs) Um... It's all in the buildings. Yeah. yeah. It's all in the buildings. <laughs> it's sick. Yeah. Yeah, but we, uh, yeah, everything is within uh, three block radius. That's so crazy. So How many do you own? We own five buildings, four houses. Five buildings? Uh-huh. That four. aren't houses? No, four, oh, sorry. four houses and one commercial. Okay, yeah. the church. The yeah. church. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And you own it land, too, right? We own, th- Yeah. We own we own a lot of land. I think we should start from the beginning. Like this is our story. Yeah, okay. I think Ooh, you should too. Yeah. It's a it's Ooh. great. It's your story. Okay. okay. So the story I've never heard before in Milwaukee. Your mom cool. and your dad met. <laughs> <laughs> I was just an itch in my dad's pants. Dude, actually what's really, really funny is Kevin's dad's or Kevin's parents are Kathy and Kirby and my parents are Kathy and Jerry. Whoa. And they love each other. That's cute. Kathy yeah. and Kirby's really cute. Yeah. They so love it. Yeah. I met Bree in New York City, in Brooklyn. We were all living it out was. there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't know how you afforded to live out there. <laughs> yeah. In a very small room <laughs> and on starvation rations. But um, playing music uh, in this punk band called Flaming Pink. And my uh, friend, the lead singer, was uh, started dating Bree's roommate. And then we all started hanging out. And then uh, we fell in love. And then we ran away. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we went farming for a month uh, in in the Northeast. We went uh, woofing. Two months. Wait, so you're like, fuck this punk band. I'm in love. I don't give a shit. I have to and I had a proper, I had yeah. like an amazing career with a fashion designer out there. And I had been working with them for like six years. Since Jesus. I was 20. <coughs> and now you guys are homeless. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I had to like go in one day and it was the it was the penthouse of the Liz Claiborne building in Times Square. I'd, like ride my bike up there every day. All windows, like my my desk, I'd be looking at the Times Square ball, which is actually always out and they light it up like an Earth Day. It's lit up like the Earth. Mm-hmm. So that's cute. It's really cute. Like a little detail you don't know if you don't see it, you know? Yeah. And then I quit one day because Kevin and I were going to go farming. So I was like, I'm quitting to become a farmer. And they were like, Bree. <laughs> Just give yourself one day to think this through, you know? And I was like, I'm in love. I'm going. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So how, how, uh, <coughs> how long have you guys been dating? Uh, maybe mm-hmm. like three or four months. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. yeah. Life-changing. Uh, I feel like, I mean, that's like a little similar to us. I mean, maybe not as cool, but like we were in Arizona. I had like a good job, pr- computer job. Abby was making shit ton of money serving. Dude, and then cool. we were like, fuck it. Let's. 
so I got a good idea. Let's live out of a trailer. <laughs> Let's drive around like uh. idiots. <laughs> Hell <laughs> but yeah. It's pretty much exactly what we did. Mm, yeah. So we like we plant we were actually hanging out in the penthouse of the Liz Claiborne <laughs> building uh-huh. <laughs> planning our route. And we were thinking we were gonna stop on like at like nine different farms over the course of our trip, like real quick and we were gonna bike the whole thing. We ended up Holy fuck, really? We ended up not doing that. But yeah. um, not doing any of it. We, <laughs> we went to like three farms, but um, you did bike though, right? We we brought our bikes and we drove to uh, the first stop, which was 90 miles north in the Hudson Valley. This place called Clove Valley Farm, mm-hmm. and we arrived at night. And um, this guy who lived there, David, uh, showed us to where we'd be staying, which was this broken down RV camper. Yeah, by the river. Yeah. Amongst yeah, like by the river, dude, yeah, exactly. So yeah, wait, 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 I I feel like maybe not everyone will know what Wolfing is. It oh. stands for uh, Worldwide Opportunities on Organic Farms, but it's okay. um, yeah, there's two W's there. The silent yeah. W. Yeah. yeah, totally silent. But it's great. It's like a network of farms where you can volunteer your time in exchange for learning and food, and board. Damn. Yeah. Even though it's a RV down by the river. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was great, man. It was I like bet. Yeah. It was like uh, uh, everybody. The main farmer was a woman. The um, the herbalist was a woman. It was just like a woman power farm. Cool. The herbalist. <coughs> it was very yeah, very free hippie kind of yeah. place. They had an herbalist on on the site, and she lived when it was not raining in a hammock with like fringe like on the sides with like hanging candles from the trees. Wow. And the main farmer had set up a teepee in the backfield. <laughs> I feel like I'm we imagining were coming from your guys' place. <laughs> <laughs> and we were coming from like New York's, we were coming from Bushwick, which is like the dirtiest, shittiest. Isn't that like the cool guy place? It's the cool guy, it's place, the cool guy place. But it, it's a very rough industrial neighborhood. It's where they also that's process that's all of Manhattan's trash. Ew. Oh yeah, so we like lived in a fancy <laughs> loft, so just like our neighborhood. We lived in yeah. like a fancy yeah. loft, but across the street from a trash transfer station. So, <laughs> like on rush hour on the weekends, you would just have like fifty huge dump trucks, like the forty-yard dumpster piled of trash, sitting in summer heat. Oh my god! But like drinking like really good coffee in a courtyard. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like uh-huh. just you know, like no trees and nothing. So we kind of arrived. Wait, so you who had the nice loft? Um, I did. Damn. But I, I lived so with a bunch funny. of people as well. Okay. There was like four of us. Yeah, it was like yeah. divided up into like five rooms and like half walls. And yeah. yeah. The cats would walk along the top. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah dude. But I, I was the, when we found it, I was the only one that could put the deposit down. So I got the front room, which is like 24, like pretty much ceiling to floor windows. Whoa. It was fucking Sick. sweet. Wow. And always hot. Like, you could just walk around naked. Like yes. Anytime. Yes. Yeah. It was amazing. That's sick. Yeah. So you were working. So yeah. So, yeah. We, uh, so we thought we were going to be, like, hitting a bunch of farms and, like, staying for short stays. And we ended up staying for a month at this first one. And we made great friends with those guys. And it was The just first like meal we had, uh, we walked into their, like, communal barn. Let's talk like about waking up. Like, we w- woke up and it was, like, the roosters were crowing. And there was, like, a huge silo. And we were, like walking into this there beautiful was a, sunny there was day a river a like directly behind us and then behind that was the mohonk mountain range which is like a <coughs> a, a land trust it can never be fucked with but on top of this land trust there's a huge mansion that the robber barons built back in the day you can only take your horses up there robber barons yeah <laughs> robin barons robber barons robert robert robber 
like Robert pe- no they're uh that's a rich that's robbers? a colloquial phrase for the those super rich industrialists that uh had monopolies they called them robber barons oh, oh. back in the like day the, what are some famous ones Kev? um carnegie steel um jp morgan oh. you yeah. know those folks that so they bank built dick they, they built yeah <laughs> so they built this huge mansion up on top of this mountain but where the farm sat was directly like we just had to swim across the river and then you could go rock climbing up there you climb up to the top of the mountain at four o'clock they would have tea time cookies and tea time for the guests four every in day. the morning four in the afternoon oh but you just That's like rock time. climb all the way up to the mansion and then sit overlooking this p- like private pond lake in a mansion eating cookies and tea. Wow. It was just like un- it was an unreal experience. Wait, but who lived there? It's, it's now a hotel. resort. Yeah. So now you oh. can go and rent a room or whatever you want. It's wanted. a really old hotel. Sick. Sick yeah. But the first meal we had, so it was kind of like this from Bushwick to like farmland with roosters and like mountains it was really like a shock because we arrived at night have you ever done that on a trip where you arrive at night and then you wake up to like this crazy setting um yeah yeah i have where it just like kind of surprises you yeah dude yeah i I mean i feel like we (laughs) i feel like we kind of did that in big sur it was pretty late when we got there you're right we definitely it it was like sunset it was sundown yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so that kind of situation wait wait so the silos are like those giant stick buildings yeah, they like used to store grain. Like, but I don't understand. How do they store it? They just pour it all in there. I think they probably use a conveyor belt and like mm. uh, send it up to the top and like. What if you o- open the door though? <laughs> like uh, at the well bottom, you, you would. You don't. I think that's probably maybe how you get it out. It's you want it to come out that way. Like, don't or you think or a maybe there's some sort out? of like funnel maybe, situation Maybe it's at like the a sliding thing. Yeah. So like instead of a, a hatch, you know. You Huh. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> really, like I, I've seen those. And I'm like, yeah, that's where grain stores. We don't use but it. But yeah, uh, they weren't really using it there either. And it was just uh, everything was like hand power, human power, um, no till, organic. Um, no showers. Everybody bathed in the rivers. Yeah, it was, was like that. Thirty member CSA. Was and toilet? She did. Th- we pooped, pooped in buckets and we just dumped it in a pile in a field. Wow. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> but with a wo- with a lot of wood chips. That's how you should do it. Is that better? That's how you should do it. Because then, yeah, you're adding carbon, so it's not super-duper stinky. Mm. But, like, mm. farm duty was definitely taking the poop bucket out to the field, and that was, like, the shittiest job you could get. But that's, yeah. that's good. It's <laughs> double good. pun there. Duty <laughs> and shitty. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But the first meal, so we walk into this barn because we don't even know who we're living with for a little bit, and which like turned out to be a month-long stay. Cause and they're like, you must be our woofers. And they uh-huh. told us about how they... Uh, had found a deer that had been struck by a car on the road, and it was like not dead, but its guts were hanging out of its butt. And um, they its butt? Yeah, it was severely maimed. Wow. So they 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 killed it, slit its throat, and then um, like harvested its meat. Um, and they were eating the heart. They had just cooked up the Whoa. heart, and they walked in. And they were like, "Hey." You want some deer Hi heart? Hi guys, how oh are you? There's like one guy playing <laughs> a, an acoustic guitar in the corner. I was just like no, <laughs> out front. Yeah. Bree, did you eat it? No, I didn't. I, I passed. Bree was a vegan at the time. Oh, was a vegan. And I, <laughs> I was like, sure, yeah, okay, you know, when in Rome, like, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I take a little piece out of the skillet, and it's pretty good. And and they're like, slide me a plate, and they're like, it's really better raw. Oh my you god. Know? <laughs> Like within yeah. five minutes. Was it we chewy? Yeah, I mean, was it, good? Um, it was good. I mean, they were really um, tuned into the energy of food and would 
say that you feel the energy of the deer when you eat that, like the raw meat especially. Wow. Weird. That's yeah. powerful. That's crazy. Um, damn. Aren't you like not supposed to eat? Oh, well, I guess it wasn't. Yeah, dead you're not yet. supposed to eat roadkill. Is that weird? Yeah, because yeah. you could like puncture their organs, and that would like their bile could go into their bloodstream, and then you could be like really poisoned. poisoned. Yeah. But hey. Take a chance. Okay. <laughs> uh, fuck it. This I'm not <laughs> This was not the first time that they had done this, actually. Yeah. They had, uh, harvested other maimed deers before. Wow. Mm. Did they. So they ate everything from it and then. I think they butchered it and put it in a freezer. Sick. Yeah. Dude, we, we butchered a, a deer for the first time oh. in West Virginia. Both of you? I helped. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. I like carved the meat more than like packed up the animal so mm. like it was like slabs of meat when i got it not like an animal yeah it, no it, wasn't it, like it the was leg. still on the bone though yeah it was on the bone but yeah. i i mean like but it's like you I w- like hacked off a leg yeah i like hacked a leg off a pelvis yeah. what did you use to cut hack <laughs> a hack <laughs> uh Hacksaw? Or hacks- no, no. Hacksaw? No. A hatchet. Sawzall? A hatchet. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I didn't... When we got there, it's like her uh, uncle? Yeah. Richie. Richie. Her uncle Richie caught it. Caught it. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my Shot God. Shot it. Skinned it. It had no head and, like, hung <gasps> it up, you yeah, know, to, to let, let it dry out. The blood Bleed out. Drain. Yeah, bleed out. And so when we rolled up like that was like the first thing we saw like yeah. just hanging like, there like, yeah. hey, hi y'all <laughs> yeah welcome to west hi, virginia <laughs> <laughs> but uh i don't know i mean i was like yeah let me help like i want to like i, I want to shoot a deer and eat it yeah because that's what we used to do i mean yeah i think uh we've we've eliminated all the predators deers are definitely Running wild, yeah, and, and <laughs> damaging the, uh, the fucking shit environment. up. Yeah. And they're tasty. But they're tasty. like when I chopped off its leg, like oh, you know, I didn't see like it was just like a giant piece of meat hanging there, so it wasn't as weird, you know. Yeah, you didn't have to see the death part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like that's definitely the part where I'm like, could I do it, dude? Well, and I, th- I'll, I'll have a problem doing that too, you know. Like yeah. I'll yeah. probably be a little sad, but I think that that's normal. And yeah, healthy for sure. Yeah. But I think it's, <sighs> I think that's like a really I feel like people should do that if you're going to eat meat. Yeah. 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 Actually, if you're going to eat meat, you have to do that. It's like a rite of passage. Totally. You know what I mean? mean? You don't have to do it, but if you do, I respect you way well, more. Dude, our neighbor, don't have to. All, our neighbor, Jay, who's nine years old, uh-huh. we took him to Rose's and uh, for like a special breakfast. And we were like, dude, you yes. can order anything on the menu. And he was like, bacon. And we were like, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, what else? He's like, bacon on bacon? You know, I was like, damn, dude, dude yeah. never heard that ordered like <laughs> Do you want some cool. pancakes with that, man? He's like, oh, I don't know. I was like, you can get bacon in it. He's like, okay. <laughs> and then and then he just mined the bacon out of the pancakes. <laughs> really? Yeah. He ate so it. much <laughs> bacon, dude. We were like, whoa, whoa. And then uh, he came over the next day and he was like, wow, if uh, if there was a bacon competition, like you guys would win. Aww. And I was like, oh, my God, Jay, that is so nice. He's like, so how does... Hot, like where does bacon come from? Do the pigs poop it out? Oh, and he like for one hundred percent thought that was it. And I was like, damn, dude, no, that bacon's not pig poop. I wish it was, but maybe a lot of people do. <laughs> wish it was, but no, dude, they have to kill the pigs. But the this bacon, like I didn't know how to even explain it, but yeah. I told him these pigs are really happy, and that's probably what he tasted. But that even felt weird. Yeah, was he like bummed out? 
he didn't understand it. Yeah. It was kind of like saying something to somebody, but they're like, it just bounced off. Yeah, it didn't. It doesn't make sense. Why yeah. Being that old, you don't think about that. No, shit, not at know? all. No, dude. And you know how they package meat? It's like beef. Like, what animal is that? And like, Bree took away a little piece of his innocence. <laughs> I did. Yeah, great job. <laughs> Sorry, but I called <laughs> him a happy pig. So replaced. Mm-hmm. Innocence replaced. You called Jay a happy pig? <laughs> 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 no, I called the bacon that he ate. Happy pigs. So they oh died god. with a smile on their face. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. That's how I hope to die. <laughs> so nope. anyway, that's what we that's how so we went farming for a bit and then uh we decided to move to Detroit because we had come back to the city. Because you're you're from here, right? I'm from Northville, yeah. Northville. Yeah. Where the fuck's that? It's uh thirty minutes north of here. Okay. It's get it, Northville. Yeah. It's like one of the oldest villages in Lower Peninsula. So it's really cool. I mean, it's not that cool, but they have a <laughs> <laughs> they have like they have some history <laughs> historical homes down there that are really old and like straight up Victorian and and perfectly preserved and a really cool downtown. But we should it go. Sucks. I want to <laughs> see that. <laughs> <laughs> is is that near Roseville? Um, I'm trying to like. I don't think so. It's near Plymouth. Plymouth, okay. Livonia, I think I, I've, yeah. I think I've driven yeah. past the exit. That's like Northville. Yeah. Um, they yeah. have the they have a horse. They have a, they have horse? a horse race horse? still there, <laughs> where you can go see horse racing. <laughs> the like horse, horse and buggy races. <laughs> I don't want to really. see that. Like Do not chariot, chariot no. races. Really? I don't know. It's like sad horse racing. I know. I think it's Why? sad too. But we should go. Like with like jockeys and shit. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Horse but it's still like gambling. Like you can go there and you like bet yeah. on horses. Horses like to run though. And yeah, but like not they like to be whipped. Yeah. They also like to eat. <laughs> yeah, they don't think have they people eat. ride on them. They're yeah, they have to be super fast horses. and light. Yeah, I don't if know. If they fuck up, I'm not that they're done. Sea biscuit. Yeah, true. Yeah, the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, remember? Um, yeah. So you moved back here. We skipped over a lot of things. Did we? <laughs> but I guess that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. I just remember you talking about the first time you came here, Kevin, mm. and you like, I don't know, you went to Farnsworth, is that? Yeah. Um, so pretty pretty fun story here. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bree and I came. Kevin's from yeah. St. Louis, by the way. I'm from St. Louis. St. Louis. Um, St. Louis. When I was living out in New York and um, being cool guy, from when punk. Yep, trying to be <laughs> cool, but um, cool punker. <laughs> that didn't work out for me. I'm not cool anymore. But um. <laughs> Oh shit! There is one thing I do want to say after this story. <laughs> You're right; we did skip over a lot. Go ahead, Kevy. Um, so when I met Bree, she was talking to me about Detroit, like always, and and I it piqued my interest. And and Detroit's really similar to St. Louis in that it's a post-industrial city with a lot of like vacant buildings. And that's what know. I hear. Like yeah, I have a couple of buddies there. I love St. Louis too, and we one. we grew up uh, just exploring <laughs> exploring uh, industrial decline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like vacant buildings and stuff, and we're really geeked on that and excited by it. But so, one cool thing about St. Louis too is um, they have like all a citywide law. But if there's any new construction, it has to match old construction Whoa. architecture. Whoa. So it's historical district. Thing. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not everywhere. Yeah, yeah great. Well, there's job. this one area, but it's like Still all lies. brick. It it actually feels like Europe. I went to visit with him, and I was like, "What the hell, dude?" And it was. Really it's got really some magical. old French architecture, Dude, French heritage. Th- and they have old um, caves down. They kept all the beer down. 
yeah. in the ground. I was only using <laughs> that as a segue to talk about Detroit. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, we came to Detroit in 2010 for the Urban Farm Tour, and uh, we were we were both uh, had a growing interest in food and growing food and farming and so we went and got to see a bunch of the farms in detroit and we're really inspired by what was happening and, and met some cool people and a lot of the farms are in the city yeah right 100 no, percent. Okay. Yeah. yeah which is such a strange thing yeah. yeah i guess that was i mean i mean that never happened before it actually right? used to happen okay whatever, a lot, uh, whatever. Commonly, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but then it wasn't common and and you know industry was the big thing and making cars and right. people got their money from but elsewhere did you ever hear or have you heard of the ribbon farms Mm-mm. so they has they used to detroit mm. which um if you go to motor city brewery their cider has an old grid of what <coughs> the farms used to look like in detroit but they were called ribbon farms and they started from the detroit river and then there were long narrow pieces of land that went all the way back when the oh. french when the french colonized detroit they um they gave people strips ribbon farms so that they would have access to the river and they divided the land like that and, oh. and people would Sick. develop it back That's when cool. when did the french come here like 1950? <laughs> 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 yeah, I think know. about that. 1700s. Probably. 1700s. Yeah. yeah, dude, that's crazy. When like yeah. fur trading was really big. Oh my god, the twa. Um, <coughs> yeah. So it was really cool. We got to see some farms. We 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 went on bike and um, explored some things. We know a lot of the people that we saw their farms now personally. Um, but Brie had to leave the next day because she was working in for her fashion company, and she went to Chicago. Ah, oh, so you didn't quit. No, this was you like backtracked. Well, you? the thing oh, we're oh. going back in time. Yeah. No, let's she go back in time. Yet. Yeah. No, I had quit. You had quit. But then we went back to the city, and, and I was like, "Hey, can I work part time?" And they were like, "Actually, dude, yeah." Because oh. we had gone woofing. <laughs> okay. I went back to the job. Yeah, part time. Okay. Thank right. you. Huh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And and my story. Um, the end. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Good night. This has been a great episode. Um. So Brie was like, I'm going to Chicago. You can come and hang out in a hotel or you can stay in Detroit. And I was like, I've never really explored Detroit. I'm going to hang out. So it was like me and Brie's dad, who I was meeting for the first time. And he's like this big, strong, silent type uh, former cop. And um, I'm like. (laughs) <laughs> they yep. dropped me off at the bus stop to, to go to Chicago, and I just like remember like looking out the bus window, waving. It's like my dad and Kevin just like at the back of a car, just like uh, both looking like really what the just fuck? meeting for the first time, <laughs> like your daughter's boyfriend, and um, and you're a punker in New York. Yeah, I'm a piece of shit, <laughs> and um, and we're like gonna we go out to breakfast afterwards, and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna do something nice, even though I'm super poor. I'm gonna I'm gonna treat breakfast, and um, I was like, I got this one. <laughs> and like, and then I go up to the register and my cards declined and I'm like, um, I don't have this one. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, anyways, he dropped me off in the city, uh, with a bike and I just like rode around. I started in Eastern market and I rode around like Corktown and the Where West side, staying? uh, in Northville. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whoa. So Damn. he drove me down and I, I biked around and the first day was really, uh, I, s- I was like, I'm going to go volunteer on some farms and. I did not see a single person <laughs> all day. It was like a goddamn ghost town. And um, probably the best thing that happened was I like came across like a giant pile of clothes in the street, and I like found some new clothes. So I like <laughs> I put them on, and <laughs> 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 and um, 
And then I like tried to find these farms and nobody was around. So I was just like lonely biking. And then I like sat and it rained and, and then I got picked up Jesus. and, and then, um, <laughs> and you got hit by a car and, <laughs> <laughs> and then I got eaten by crows. Um, <laughs> crows. <laughs> but, crows you. Um, so then the next day was my birthday and Brie bought me a night at the Corktown hostel, which a friend of hers from high school runs. And, um, that was really cool because I got to meet some people and um, play games and hang out. And they pointed me in the right direction. And I went and saw the uh, Diego Rivera mural in the DIA. Dude, yes. that's insane. Yeah. Harrowing. Insane. Yeah, it was so yeah powerful. Um, and then at that point, uh, some s- people had like easels set up in the galleries and they were inviting people to draw. So I, I went and like drew a copy of some uh, Native American painting and this guy started talking to me and I told him about the farm tour and he's like, Oh, if you like farming, you got to go to Farnsworth. You got to, and he like named all these people. And he's like, you're going to meet this person and this person. And I, Dude. and he drew me a little map and like, this is before smartphones. And, um, <laughs> at uh, least I didn't have one. Um, <laughs> before they were like, rampant. <laughs> yeah, they weren't big. Um, anyways, uh, so I like had this map and I like, um, all I remember was like that I like rode around, this curve and like cross some train tracks and and as i crossed the train tracks everything like that was entering the east side and everything got like different and like are you talking about like driving like going down forest and then it makes that curve yeah like warren and forest yeah 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 that's the train yep oh shit yeah Yeah. so and then like all the buildings are a little more run down but it was like hot and sunny and there was like electrified blues like in the air and you couldn't really tell where it was coming from and i like road through there and like i saw this really colorful house and i was like that's probably where i'm supposed to be going because <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's yeah. like this multicolored house and um uh, i met andy kemp and he was with a bunch of kids neighborhood kids and they were like what are we doing today and he was like oh blake's down the street he's gonna be chopping some wood and i'm like all right can i help and he's like yeah so we all went and like <laughs> chopped wood. Yeah, we had like a wood splitter going, and we're like chopping wood and like spreading wood chips. And I I'm just picturing you with like a bunch of like seven year olds. <laughs> they were like uh, 12, 12 to fifteen yeah, yeah. more. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was just chopping up seven year olds. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, oh but I was like uh, really inspired by that, and I I felt like that was the idea of Detroit that I had in my head, you know, and, yeah. and it was really cool. So well, and the first crazy. day was really anticlimactic, but the second day was, uh, yeah, was amazing. Dude. Yeah. Farnsworth is insane. Cause it, it's like in that neighborhood, there's, it's like a few houses per block. And then I Farnsworth mean, Forest Dale. Yeah. Forest Dale. Forest worth. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, and that, that is a, a block or two blocks that have been people that, live there a lot of them have been there for like 20 or 30 years so they have a lot of perspective on like damn yeah everything they've like it's just it's nice to have that bridge of a lot of new changes happening in detroit but to be able to talk with people that you consider your friends to be like oh yeah we've seen that before Mm -hmm. or whatever whatever you know what do uh like what yeah what do you think like they've seen before that maybe new people are like oh yeah this is the way or does that make sense? Um, They've been I doing a lot of the shit that we um, think is, is great, you know, for a while, like in terms of farming and, and, and doing community gardens and having like little pop-up art galleries and all that kind of stuff. Like they are all... So they're just like the OG, like... Definitely. Weirdo like artists that... But 
and they don't okay. sugarcoat anything. It's just like you know they have seen like houses that they love burned down, and they've Fuck. seen like you know having the drug house or whatever on the street, but like staying cool with them, but just like be making sure that the presence is still safe for everybody else. Detroit really tempers your enthusiasm. Um, you know, because oh. like we came with like starry eyes and we're like, oh Dude. my god, everything's so amazing. But see, I feel like maybe we just m- still might be in like the honeymoon, like period of it. Well, I don't know. How do you feel about what? Like, like <laughs> we're in the honeymoon period. The honeymoon phase of like being in Detroit. Because, uh, like for me, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like I got a podcast studio. I got a show that just got sponsored. Like I work doing art. Like yeah, all this shit. I I mean. I definitely feel like I can do a lot here. Yeah. Don't so buy property. <laughs> Don't buy property. <laughs> uh, changes you. Why? Because you're going to buy some more? <laughs> 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 I don't have any choice. Yeah, I think <laughs> I don't think it's the honeymoon part wears off. I, I do think it's a pretty hard city with a really sad history. And so it should sure. not be aware of that and interacting with the city. You'll have to, you know, like there it's just like a really heavy city when you start to learn about the shit that city or companies did to people, right. whether it be land grabs or, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, along the lines of the race riots and all of that and putting highways through, like, some of the most culturally rich. Yeah, there's been a lot of really fucked up shit that's happened here. Yeah, but I think, Brett, your honeymoon f- can last Bart. forever. Bart. <laughs> uh, but Farnsworth... Excuse me. But Farnsworth, <laughs> one thing that was really valuable was <coughs> they created like a model or a blueprint of how to secure a space. And that was just like Paul many, many years ago bought a house in in this block and then there was older neighbors there and, you know, keeping friends with them. Yeah, it's like the most (coughs) populated street. But if there was an empty house, he either bought it or he got a friend to buy it. And if he couldn't find a friend to buy it, then he fixed it up and made it a low, like affordable rent and... And he did that, and it worked. And so when Kevin and I went to Farnsworth, that was kind of like we saw that, and we we're like, "Damn, dude, this is like this so is brilliant." Yeah. And to be having a community of people that are just like normal people that are just fixing up these houses and learning and helping each other do it—that was like everything we'd ever wanted to see, you know? Yeah, and so I feel like you guys have created that. I mean, well, we got to duplicate Farnsworth, yeah, kind yeah. of, because when we, when we moved into our house, which when we first—it's different because we started thirty or forty years after. Yeah, yeah did, totally. So but we got to like kind of learn from them a lot. Yeah, sure. but there would have been a lot more standing buildings if we had arrived then. Oh yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. 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 But like, I mean, I'm dumb, but like, <laughs> the <laughs> the way that I feel about Detroit is like, uh, it's like a more real version of, or it, it it's like the way the world is now, and it's more. It presents itself in, like, this is actually how the world is. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. You n- okay. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. that way, too. I think that's something uh, that really attracted us here, that, you know, it, all the veils are off, you know. Yeah. And, and the yeah. Y- Detroit crashed hard and first. So l- this is what the whole country is potentially going to go through, you know. Right, which would be insane. Yeah. Hopefully Ooh. not, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's I love it. Like and I, I feel like for me I'm I'm like thriving just because it's I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think because it's a really huge DIY scene is why we're yeah, thriving. You're right. 
like and that's very much so our mentality yeah um for sure so for me that's like why i feel like there's a lot of opportunity here yeah yeah when you compare detroit to other cities i think that we've both moved from like in new york it was like there were barriers to what you could do like because money. it was like you didn't have openness yeah whether to have money to have space to do stuff or yeah. have money to rent there and like detroit that's not really there but then it is sad because there's a lot of like the heaviness of the city that has provided us to have these spaces to interact with people got tired of just like trying to hold it all up with nothing mm-hmm. you know what i mean right. which is like the heartbreaking thing of having all these after seeing it decline from a really vibrant and thriving state that it was in i think this is a Dude, good we, like segue back into we just learned that <laughs> shane street which is you know the main street where we all live mm-hmm. yeah. um it, it during its heyday which is like the packer plan is really close to there so i think this was like the 1920s or 1930s like our houses went up 1890s mm-hmm. around that time that's insane it's insane but Jesus. shane street was an economic hub it was more yeah what was it? Well, the statistic was like there was more economic activity on Shane Street per capita than on Fifth Avenue in New York City. Whoa. Wow. Like it was like so fucking real. Dude. I mean, you can tell That's when you fucking sense. drive from the 94 yeah. down Shane. It's like, I mean, we always call it like abandoned Disneyland now when we drive down that street. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Shane Street? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's like my favorite. Like, I, I don't know. I love driving down that street just... Because it's so haggard. It's so Dude, apocalyptic. It's, yeah. it's it, is. Apocalyptic. it is. They have, w- there's a show that, um, there's a guy n- um, who does Humans of Shane Street, and he's been collecting photos from the neighborhood, photos, interviews with people, any Dude. kind of footage that people He's that a grew local up there. historian. But he's going to be doing another show that kind of, he has audio of like people driving through the neighborhood with like ca- like old school cameras on their cars, like driving down Shane <gasps> Street. So you could see what it looked like. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god, I would love to you see. You guys got to hook like. us up with that guy. Yeah, dude, totally. Cool. Yes, but you talk to people that like knew, or whether their grandparents or their parents owned buildings over there on Shane Street, but it was like as soon as the highway they. Once they put ninety four in, it just killed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was literally like just like putting. It kind of it just like killed it. It was like so y- to see it is like it is this like really fucked up like like people come and shoot movies here like end of the world it's apocalyptic blah and you're like poor we should know why it looks like this now yeah and it was poor city planning and like fucking or maybe intentional sacrificing of black neighborhoods yeah I mean it's probably that yeah it is I that. feel like that's probably not too far yeah from I mean the truth yeah um I feel like highways destroy a lot of things <laughs> for the <laughs> most part i mean yeah i don't know like i think about the 101 in arizona and that's like or er, i don't know it's like it divides the backbone the of suburbia it, it divides the native land from it does the white yeah, people that's, land. Yeah. that's exactly where it lies is and it's weird it's like a wall yeah yeah dude so fucked up yeah but also we use the shit out of it we do yeah and yeah yeah that's yeah, fuck. it's it's hard because <laughs> like I use all these things, but I hate them. Right, <laughs> dude. I know it's confusing. Yeah. yeah, life is confusing. But it would also <laughs> be really nice for them to not be there, especially when I'm trying to bike around the city, and it would be so quick and <laughs> easy. But there's a freeway right there. Dude, have you guys seen the plan the city just put out too? 
you know the dequinder cut is uh, a green green way yeah mm-hmm. but they have four more that they're putting in <gasps> really yeah all that are starting like on mac and that go down to the water but they're like joseph wow. campo i mean they're all like right in our neighborhood so there's cool. four more big greenways coming in i love the dequinder cut and they're expanding the river walk all the way from belle isle to the where the dequinder gets off there so detroit's gonna be a biking city i love Dude, it it's gonna be interesting to see what happens um yeah who was telling us about berlin and uh ashley ashley yeah this girl that visited like she was saying that like detroit is the berlin detroit is the berlin of the u.s yeah 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 um basically like berlin got destroyed and then a bunch of weirdo artists move in and now it's like an art like it's like yeah, it's like a ma- it's a huge hub now. Yeah, yeah. Like it's and I feel like yeah. I think it's further along well than I Detroit is. Yeah, probably, yeah. probably way further. Yeah. But I mean, that's an interesting comparison because that's what I feel like like I'm thriving here doing, you know. Yeah, I also think like I definitely remember when we moved here. It was like the Berlin of the United States. Really? Yeah. Okay, or it so was like Brooklyn in the seventies mm. was Detroit. Yeah, I think about that too. Yeah. Like oh yeah, was that like a Patty Smith documentary? Um. No. Yeah. Or you know what I'm that about? was in when something. When yeah. She like moved there, and like it was just she was just like, yeah, it's just a bunch of like-minded artists like moving to this place that like, like super doesn't dangerous. Area doesn't seem really very appealing to, to yeah. most people, but like it's really good for people who are into anything do it yourself. Yeah. Like who are outside of like the consumerism and yeah. like, fucking. You yeah. Know, like none like of us going to work nine to five. Yeah. And, like, like the closest like shopping like, mall to that, us yeah. is like what Somerset. It's like half an hour away but none of us need a shopping mall right so it's like fine yeah uh, <coughs> i think w- it we went to the apple store we did have to go to the <laughs> apple store nice. that was a lot of reason i think uh i think less of i d- i think it could be the berlin of the united states or whatever but i mean i've never been there but yeah me neither, yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I do I like to I, I know a couple of dudes that live there but but i do think um what's coming to my mind is like I don't know. It's so interesting because Detroit is such a. I feel really lucky to live in a black city because just the community and the culture is like really beautiful. Yeah, I feel lucky. Which I think we all agree. It's just like it's it's not just a black city though. It's like all the cultures. It's yeah. not all of them, but it's like it's super diverse. Like it's definitely diverse, yeah. but to know, like, and I feel like I'm still trying to understand the history here. But it was like to have a. The economic power laden, it was like. I think to not like to think that like race is not like something under layer and it it's a real thing in Detroit and yeah. like the history was like I grew up in the suburbs and like they never once spoke about the race riots. Yeah. We never learned about the history of Detroit. W- you just didn't talk about it and it's I look at how convenient that is for like the up and coming empty city of white artists coming back. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? To be like, no history here, just emptiness, y'all. Come on, you know. Yeah. Where I mean, I think it's important for us to be like. I never was under that impression. Yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, and I, I definitely that's knew we're smart. And that's, well, but I think that's like the <laughs> that's just like media. Like I remember that's the media seeing, selling that. Yeah, yeah. I remember though just being aware. Like I, I definitely heard white flight before ever having moved here, and like I understood like. It just, yeah, like the a lot of the problems here s- stem from like, you know, race problems and like systemic racism. And Mostly like just people being dicks to other people. Well, it was like police. I mean, the fr- one of the race riots was like, 
you know, there was a bunch of black soldiers coming back from the war. They were like at a club having a good time with their friends and family. Club got broken up at six o'clock. Like white cops beat a bunch. Of, like it was. That's where the race riots started from yeah. this one event. Police brutality. Do, do you know what this event was called? There's an amazing museum called the Detroit History Museum that's free. Is it and that's where I from the DIA. It is, okay. and uh, you can go through and you can. It has like a big timeline, and you can like press a button of like this, and it has like an audio <laughs> of kind of <laughs> giving you a glimpse. And in their basement. Um, you can go through. It's like what did what did downtown Detroit look in the 1900s? And you go a little bit. And it's like it looked like this in the 1920s and like wow. this in the 1940s. Oh, I need to do that. And that it kind of it was the most. It gives you the the race riots. I I'm still trying to learn more about them, but they give you like a the 101 kind of on when it happened, mm -hmm. what was the cause? You know what I mean? Yeah. How many were there? Three. I don't three. know. Yeah. So, according to like history. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's yeah. definitely like a crazy city that's gone through a lot of shit. I mean, it's yeah. clearly laden with with history, and like it, I I feel like the violence that occurred here is like kind of palpable, especially in certain areas. Yeah, um, yeah. you can just like see devastation. And I don't even mean like the blight; it's just like it's inside of all the people too. It's systemic, and they've been closing down the schools like rapidly Dude. for a long time. People don't yeah, have so many abandoned schools. It's there's crazy. a really like deep level of poverty and a lot of people don't um, have access to the economy. But you can also trace what was happening with the public schools like the recent in these recent years to Betsy DeVos in Michigan. She's that it lady that's on the she believes we should secretary uh, of education. Yeah, she's running the shit now, but uh, she doesn't believe in public education and we should just bring back Jesus schools and you can, That's you it? know, keep That's people's thing? glory. Hallelujah. Yeah. I mean, she believes in like, you know, electric shock therapy for gay people and stuff. <gasps> no, no, she does. Oh my uh -huh. God, During her that. hearing, she had to say no, but like That's her mom, like ran the organization. I mean, she's Whoa. a very, very scary person. I mean, she it, was might able to, she was it might work. It might work. Have you tried it? <laughs> Have you tried it? <laughs> she was able to like kind of flex her muscles in Michigan because she had bought out like m the Republican Party in Michigan and, and they got to try this like charter school versus public schools. And it's, you know terrifying yeah it's quite terrifying yeah that's horrible yeah so but i'm willing to try it hell yeah dude. <laughs> <laughs> get you straight yeah <laughs> no turn me gay right. yeah. <laughs> yeah dude okay i'll do it too <laughs> with you <laughs> sign me up all right i'm there <laughs> electrocution <Yeah>. party <laughs> you guys convince me <laughs> wife slap so anyway slap. uh we went back to New York and we were like living in Bushwick and being like we need to like Detroit w we couldn't even stop thinking about it anymore probably similar to you guys when you came to visit mm -hmm. and it was just like there's the there's nowhere else we made mention be. of it literally like the second day we were here do you remember that about how we were like we should move here yeah yeah like and we were like and we were like I was thinking that too but yeah. like <laughs> I didn't want to say anything because we've only been here for like a day yeah. dude yeah. cool it's immediate there's like something like guttural about it yeah where you're like dude I am obsessed with this city and everything it so we decided that we were going to move here and um we were trying to figure out a buying a house as close to farnsworth as we could but we were looking in the market uh in brooklyn so i'd like go on zillow mm. and i'd be like oh this is one from mile brooklyn, from brooklyn. brooklyn 
So I go on Zillow. Okay, this is one mile from one mile away from Farnsworth, and I call my mom and dad. I'd be like, "Hey, can you guys go and check out this house in Detroit just to like give us the you know?" And they were like, "It's a shithole." <laughs> they were like, "Um, the the real estate agent pulled out a gun before we walked in. No. She didn't know if there was squat. You know, like they they came back with some really funny stories and um funny." <laughs> funny i was like mom uh-huh. so we had that and then there was one that was covered in black mold and Ugh. so we ended up finding one house that we moved into we moved from new york and then just moved right into it and the one you're at now no this one was uh not that it was a one we thought we were gonna live in forever we thought we were gonna buy this house and the bank was selling it at a loss because somebody like failed to pay their mortgage and um they call them short short sales yeah and so uh, it's like you owe eighty thousand dollars, but you're trying to sell it for eight thousand, and the bank forgives that. So it's a it's a don't ever get involved with one because they're takes the a long time. Yeah, we moved in and started working on it, and we thought we were gonna buy it, and they kept delaying the sale like three months in a row, and eventually we were like, I don't think this sale's going through, and also I don't think I even like this house anymore. Were like they trying to like trick you into fixing it up and then be like, oh, I'm sorry? No, no, no we no. tricked oh. ourselves into fixing it. Up yeah. <laughs> yeah. We that was, we that like was a risk that we took. I mean, we ripped yeah. up yeah. all the carpet. We took down all the drop ceilings, painted the whole place. I mean, it was just like we were just gutted ready to, the basement. We were ready to go. At a certain point, we like got uh, we were like, we can't do anything else on this house until we own it. But the yeah. people that were living there left their dog in the basement Whoa. while we were, so we were like walking this like strange dog, you know? Remember? Yeah. So anyway, we were like, three months had gone by, and we were like, what Kevin said, this doesn't feel right. I don't think this is it, you know? So I'm going to go on Zillow, because I did everything on my phone, and we go to Zillow, see if there's anything new on the market, and our little house popped up, which was like a mile away from there. And we're like, dude, this this one's pretty cute. So we rode our car over there. No, we walked. <laughs> you we? rode your yeah. car. Rode our car. The we back door was wide open, so we walked in. and Where you're at now. Where we're at now. Damn. Yeah. And but I walked in and I was and we just were like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this is where I want to have a family. Mm-hmm. Like, I like knew it. I was like, this is our house. Oh, my God. And when Brie gets excited about a house, she has to poop right yeah. away. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Did you poop in the house? <laughs> no. She put her butt on the wall. And <laughs> 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 oh, my God. I Mine. did <laughs> that. Mine. All the other poops. <laughs> that is true. Kevin. That's how you guys knew but you I were dating. <laughs> yeah. She pooped on you. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Um, Dude. So we ended up. Um, I go. So you, we, you click on the Zillow ad. The, they were they had the house listed for twenty five hundred. Are you sponsored by Zillow? <laughs> Just honestly, dude. <laughs> um, it was like this is the real estate agent. I texted them saying we want to put the offer of twenty five hundred dollars on the house, and they text the woman texted me back the next morning. Was like sold. You got a house. Whoa. And we were like, what the fuck? Okay. It was this like, and we. And that landed us in the neighborhood that we're in now, and we really could not love it more. I mean, Dude, we, we I didn't we didn't know we didn't plan on anything. It really just happened that naturally. Yeah, we had been walking the dogs more over there when we were living at the other spot. But well, I fucking so love that neighborhood. I oh, do it's too. the best. Like, and it's it's so crazy because it feels like living in the country, but you're a mile from downtown. Yeah, yeah. and the reason Which why I it's I so love. nice too is like a lot of those neighbors. There's just some really old neighbors that have kept their houses pristine yeah, and they it's crazy. mowed Those the like empty lots and they shovel sidewalks and they've just held it together and dude, someone always shovels our sidewalk for us. <sighs> it's really nice. Yeah, I dude, feel I like a dick. Like <laughs> I know I haven't shoveled shit. <laughs> I Van- sho- Vanessa I pays Quill to do that. Yeah. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. That's Good nice. Yeah, dude. We texted Vanessa, being like, "This is a neighborhood here, so let's like 
shovel the sidewalks, all right? Here's Quill. He'll do it for you. And she's Aww. like, hell yeah. That's That's really no, Quill nice. has a little job, too. And he feels really proud of it. He, we saw him walking yesterday, was it? Shovel on his shoulder. Yeah, Vanessa called me to shovel that. Like, Sick. really proud. It was he, cool. like, shoveled, like, everything. Like, the stairs <gasps> and, like... Really? Yeah, it was really nice. I was, I was very pleasantly surprised. Well, that's amazing. Like, another thing about that hood is, like, even though it's so sparse, like everyone's fucking nice like it's crazy so it's such nice. a trip like everyone's like hello what's i up? also love how er, sparse it is like yeah. i love that there's a huge gap between our house because i get so much dope sunlight yes. that wouldn't be there yes. if there was a huge house next to mine True. so that's another thing when when you know when we are very close with the neighbors and it's really nice because it is a place where like everybody knows everybody's name and there feels like this old how the neighborhoods you imagine used to be, you know, mm-hmm. where you're like, Jay, get inside or yeah, whatever, yeah. like huh. a bunch of moms and dads. Well, and, and those kids are fucking great, too. Oh. Like, I think that's like Jay and Seven. Yeah, they're fucking funny. And Dude, they're amazing. like when we were living with you guys, like I'd love to like, I mean, yeah, they can be a little shit sometimes. But like, I don't know, just talking to them and like, y- yeah. didn't you say that you guys were the first like white people that. Jay in had a long seen? time. Okay, yeah. Well, we were like... Or talked to. We were the first... We were definitely an anomaly in, yeah. in our neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you're fucking like weird hippies that <laughs> have a farm. Okay, like we're not hippies. <laughs> we're both wearing black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing blue. <laughs> but yeah, I we uh, the neighbors were kind of like, like what are you guys doing here, yeah. you know? like, And... Um, but the like neighborhood, hey, how's the, it going? the neighborhood itself before, like, in the 1900s was Irish, Polish, and German. Those mm. were like the predominant yeah. people. Um, so it's you don't think of that either of like the how long history goes. You know, it's not Italian just Italian like, oh, and bad. Jewish as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was interesting for because we have some really amazing neighbors that were like Miss Mac Williams who lived across the street with the Rose Garden when we first right. moved in. She was so excited just to see somebody. She didn't want to see that house being burned down. Yeah. And it was just a Dude. matter of time. If we wouldn't have got it, it would have, it would have definitely burned down. We've seen so many houses burned down. Like if you ever see a house with a door open, it's next step is it's going to catch on fire. Why? Open doors. Fuck. We need to lock that one down on Grandy. I know. Yeah. I love that house. Which one? Like Grandy and like, it's between Forest and Warren. Is it between them? Forest I w- and Warren. Or maybe it's a little bit past Warren. Yeah, I thought it was a little past Warren, but I could be wrong. Dude. We walked there, There's so probably no not actually. between Forest and Warren. Okay, so the then it's field. a little bit past Warren. Cool. It's like. Have you guys seen that brick house on Joseph Campo next to Lolo and Josh and Dave? Yeah, it doesn't. You, you said you didn't know who fucking owned that, right? Taxpayer. Yeah, exactly. So how do you it's buy that? It's an amazing house. I, it's just going to be digging. It'll be like a headache, but somebody there's nobody that's calling that their house. It's an amazing house. It's yeah. like there's only three brick houses in the neighborhood. And that Dude, there's one of and them, and it's amazing. And somebody John has to stole get that it. other one. Dude, yes. and that like that that's house. that's yeah. the one that I fucking so wanted, cool. John's. Dude, but I want a brick house, and if you should look into that one. Yeah, if you can help me do that, I'm fucking down. But yeah, it's gonna be a it's just a, a really fun like detective case. Fun. Yes. We'll talk about that off the record. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, the one on Grandy, it's like a, it's like John's. It's like a, br- well, actually not really. It's it's, different. A, it's a fucking brick house. It's a duplex. It's a duplex, mm. but. Oh, I think I know which one. It's on the corner. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. There's literally, it's literally the only house on either side of the street on the yeah. block. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, 
and it's really sick and it has a huge bathroom which oh cool you went in yeah we okay. went in like yeah, yeah. And, and like i think especially because our bathroom at our place now i was just like oh, look at this big bathroom i could do so many things in here <laughs> I could ours is literally like take two steps in every direction oh my god yeah <laughs> at least Dude, you could stretch your arms out in the new yeah, one yeah i can swing my arms while i poo <laughs> do the splits and poo yeah <laughs> oh my god that would be amazing um well so what do you guys i mean so anyways anyways <laughs> back I mean, to the radio like show. i i feel like people that are listening to this are being like whoa these guys are fucking gentrifiers and like yeah. i mean i think that's definitely like a in not an interesting topic but it's a very like thrown or thrown around it's a buzzword it's a yeah. buzzword and it's like a bullshit blanket word that's too. dude and see Where it's like you're a white gentrifier and you're like i understand where you're coming from but i think uh, yeah basically i want to hear what you guys think may i you may Um, i'll try not to disrail (laughs) this um yeah so like we we arrived in our house and like um moved right in with no plumbing and started you know farming our yard and um and it was great and it was you know (laughs) may and it was sunny and and we were in love and having a wonderful time. <laughs> and then, like, you know, as time went on, um, you know, we came with the intention of, like, living the simple life, you know, just right. just getting a house and living the simple life and um, being happily ever after. But uh, we realized over time that, like, the neighborhood was really um, unstable. And, and, like... How so? Because, like we said about open doors, houses catch on fire and stuff. Right. And then, like, lots of things are are for sale um but nobody's taking care of them you know and and so there's a lot of buildings that are in danger of falling down and and you know like there's there's this great community and this great history of the space but a lot of the people are getting really old and they're not able to put the energy in there and that's why like our neighbors um appreciated our presence because like we honored them and and like we brought some energy um but we we were also pretty conservative with the way that we like kept our house and like uh you know try to honor the older neighbors that have been anchors right yeah and like you you hear these older neighbors talk and from the 70s they remember like the city coming and tearing down good houses and shit lighting on fire and stuff and it's crazy that it's been happening that long. Yeah, and a lot of the neighbors, Dude, like Miss yeah. Mac Williams, like and fifty and years of just arson, and yeah. Handy and Willie Ford, like all those guys, like when they were younger, they were if there was an empty house, they were either boarding it up, they were fixing it up themselves, or they were getting their friends to do it. Damn. But they're just too old to do it now. They, you know, like in your nineties, you just can't do that anymore. Yeah. So, what is gentrifying? I don't know, but if it is also just like. We were left in a hard position of like making a choice between watching everything fall apart around us or doing something about it. Right. But you're not building condos. No, we're not building <laughs> condos. We're no. trying to preserve the historical heritage yeah, of our yeah. neighborhood. But yeah. I mean, and keep the houses standing. Right. And that's fucking great. Like, I just think people th- like. Like I was in Canada doing a show and someone was like, oh, you're the epitome of gentrification. And it's like, really? Like me fucking like I'm not I'm just trying to like you know have a good time and not and be nice you know like and yeah you don't you're not buying a condo you're not working in these like really privileged jobs and like you're you're not the epitome of gentrification well i just kind of realized something with what you were saying because like 
it's amazing because every major city is kind of going through this gentrifying sweep and it happens really quickly and like nobody really knows how or they kind of know how but it happens so overnight and then you're angry we went through it with bushwick where it just happens overnight and then it's just like coffee shops mm. everywhere and they're like removing everybody that's not rich white studio renting artist or whatever that may be you know mm-hmm. but it's never like black and white and there's like so much gray area and for like us to move into our house and then to see all of like there was one year that there was a bunch of empty houses and they all got tax auctions on them and that means they're going to be on the tax for that they're going to be auctioned off on the wayne county thing mm-hmm. but nobody was living in them so then what do you do next you know what i mean so either we like sit back and just allow these to fall down and then at that point a big developer comes in and buys a huge amount of land and then they can right. do whatever and that neighborhood has no voice to it. Mm-hmm. There's no strength behind there. There's no organization. Like you have these older neighbors that have held it together for fucking ever who have kept it so awesome but they can't do it anymore and they need help. So what do you do? Do you, you know, is it like, oh, I'm a young white person and I just bought this house but I don't want to like buy another house because that could be like gentrifying but it's, maybe it's not, that it's more of how do we build neighborhoods that are so strong that developers can't come in and gentrifying can't like wipe out a bunch of people and what we thought was like if there's strengthening through numbers there should be no more empty houses and we'll do it helping neighbors if they're interested in getting it but if they're not like finding people that are also badass and a lot of those people are like what we are we're like poor yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like that's the cool thing about detroit it's like it's an opportunity for people that are poor to own houses. Like, there's no other city like that you can do it. And live a really good yeah. life with not a lot. Yeah, and, and, and it takes a lot. Like, it, this city needs so much work. It needs people shitting in buckets because they don't have money for plumbing. So they're going to uh. save up money until, like, a guest comes and they can, like, put the plumbing in because you can't ask a guest to poop in a bucket. You can only right. ask yourself to do that. Yeah. <laughs> or your husband. So it's you yeah. or your partner. Or your husband, yeah. You or your partner. So that's kind of what we, we saw. It was, like, anytime there was a house open, it was just, like, what we could do that made more sense was just a neighborhood of individually owned houses that everybody was talking and came into that neighborhood with mad respect for the neighbors that were there like it didn't the neighbors are what we had said they were kind of like who are you guys but then they saw us just fixing up houses and we take a lot of pride in mowing our grass and we take a lot of pride in raking the leaves and we take a lot of pride in shoveling the sidewalks mm-hmm. and we just take a lot of pride in like keeping the quality that our neighbors are doing and like just kind of adding to that that weight you know mm-hmm. and they respect it of course like i'm as a homeowner to a homeowner it's it feels nice to have people moving in that buy the house and you know that they're good people it mm-hmm. doesn't really it yeah. there's a different communication that happens then it's just like homeowner to homeowner with mutual respect and and with you guys moving into the neighborhood and this and in the last four years we've helped like bring 36 new people into this neighborhood i was gonna say like when we moved in three three or four other of our friends moved into like the same street like low josh natalie yeah. and Shane. you all got evicted from the same house yeah, and all we moved did. yeah we did huh <laughs> yeah. 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 Really and fun. so we you know we we have two rental properties but we also saw like affordable rent dwindling so quickly because mm-hmm. there yeah. wasn't like local ownership Dude, it was so hard to find a place to live and you guys fucking like saved our asses you did but, save they, but that is like asses. that's actually just like staking ground that's like just straight <coughs> s- staking people power within a neighborhood like there it's how do we have power how do we have any like power against big money or developers coming and you need to have ownership and like right so 
don't let there be empty houses because that allows like speculative buying to happen. Just like keep it tight knit. Yes, mom. And, you know, and <laughs> even like the older neighbors, I've had three neighbors um, that have like grown up in the neighborhood and they're like, we've gotten to know them for four years, but they've been like, we love who's moving into the neighborhood. That's cool. Literally to, yeah. to come up to us and say, we love who's coming into the neighborhood. Like, that's so great. It's so exciting to see. Because when we first came there, Gladys and her kids were like, why are you guys move? Why did you move here? They didn't see the beauty. You mm. know, it was just like, what the fuck? And we were like, this is the coolest, beautiful, most amazing place in the entire world. And like people feel safer as well. You know, like when when there's a vacant building, it makes people feel uneasy, you know, but you board it up, live in it even better. Like people feel much safer. Yeah. Keep the lights on. Like always got to keep the lights on. Right. And we've, we, you know, we continuously, in addition to, like, making sure there's no vacancy or empty houses because it doesn't feel good. And that's, like, you just got to have eyes on the street for the neighborhoods to work. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, in addition to that, many of the neighbors, us included, like, we like, and you guys have mentioned, we like the open green space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that's it. That's, like, the beautiful, like, such a cool aspect it's of the great. neighborhood. And that's what all the neighbors love. They feel like they live in a park or a country. Like it's a lot amazing. of the older neighbors yeah. are from the south, and it's like, this is just like farmland. Yeah. So we, in addition to working on getting these houses and securing even more houses, it's securing green space and making a community land trust where it's like community-owned green space with neighborhood parks and farms and, and conservation. Organization be a neighborhood organization so that we can help guide the development of the neighborhood in a positive way that still benefits the people that live there. Yeah. And guiding the neighborhood in a positive way is just like having power to have the people's voice be heard in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like once you don't have ownership and you have people coming in that aren't from the neighborhood, there's you don't have anything, literally, you yeah. know. And you can see in Detroit, it's like <coughs> eminent domains and just like we got so this is an this is another example story that I wanted to bring up too was like we were coming home from work one day and they there's a really cool house two blocks away from us and there was a big uh crane park next to it and so they were going to knock it down what they do you know they just like tear it down and Kevin's going to pee Okay I'm cool. going to pee yeah <laughs> do it Um Kevin's heard this story Yeah Yeah he's bored <laughs> So there's a guy um he was parking the claw and I was like, Oh damn dude, are you guys going to tear that house down? And, um, he's like, yeah, tearing it down tomorrow. And I was like, can I go in there and like get trim or doors or anything? Cause how they do it now, it's just nothing is brought out of these houses. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah there's damn, and there's so much cool shit in them. I mean, they like clear cutted the lower peninsula to build Detroit. So like these old houses built in 1890s, like their floorboards in the attic are like old growth trees that have like, widths of like six feet you know i mean you just can't find wood like this anymore so kevin and i go in there and we rip out a bunch of the attic floors which are like the biggest boards we've ever seen in our lives and we like get a bunch of doors because they're like the coolest and and you go through this house and it was totally fine it was like i mean for for kevin and i which is like we don't make a lot of money like it was a doable house to mm -hmm. fix up good roof good foundation wrap around yeah. porch those are like oh. oh my god are you serious dude you would have freaked out two kitchens with like literally eight windows in each a wraparound staircase Ew. i mean to die for like it was really really heartbreaking i was like why would you guys prioritize this we have like a bunch of houses for like 
that have been burned out for like eight years. The neighbors have been calling you to prioritize. Why are you prioritizing one that's like actually pretty good by a school? This is so crazy. So we go downstairs. We like take out the tongue and groove in their kitchen that we're going to put in one of our kitchens. And the paint behind that tongue and groove is the paint color we're going to cover up. And it was just this like beautiful connection. It like made me cry. Mm -hmm. So the next morning we didn't get all the wood. So we went the next morning at like five in the morning and got a bunch more wood out. It was pouring rain. We're both crying because it was just, it didn't make sense, you know? And uh, so the guys show up and we get out of the house and we're like, thanks for letting us, thanks for letting us come and getting some of the materials out before you guys tear it down, you know? Like what a masterpiece of a house and the, the like fat white guys just like, well, they're beautiful until the locals get it. <gasps> and Jesus. I was like, what does that even mean, dude? You know, like, heartbreaking you know like where are you coming from what sub what suburbs are you coming from with that like mindset sterling (laughs) heights i don't know but anyway we got out crying blah 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 went by 30 minutes later they had torn it all down it's just a pile of rubble for like weeks and then they take that to a landfill and fill it up i mean so then we were like what the fuck dude this is so insane you know Uh, you have to act or like you just don't you know what to sit back and to be worried about there's no sitting back. You kind of just have to like start saving shit and like never stop working, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And saving shit meaning these buildings. <laughs> they're like, you want to add anything to that? It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to see um, the history be so easily erased. Like with the claw, you know, the, <laughs> the, the excavator, they uh, they just, yeah, they topple them so quick. That's and crazy how uh, little time that takes. And <gasps> oh my takes God, so, so crazy. Time. And the sound is horrible. You should hear it. It's just like, it takes so. Dude, it took so I long. Love to hear it took that. so long I to mean grow the trees. Like people yeah. made people made fortunes when Detroit Ooh. was built. They cut down big forests All of our trees and built houses clear. on site. Like, um, wow, yeah, that's insane. And then they're not even it. going through when they demo and like the molding. I mean, you can't even get this molding. It's right. real wood. They're I mean, throwing away all this this great material and then um, putting up houses that are gonna last 30, 40 years. Ooh, nice, and they're so know? ugly. Yeah. They're yeah. so ugly. So, you know, to see that, like, that changes you, too. And once you, like, fall in love with the neighborhood and fall in love with actually every single house, whether they can be saved or not, and to see one just being torn in 30 freaking minutes by some Mm -hmm. assholes that don't even live here. Like, I remember I wanted wanted to do a play of, like, these, uh, the demolition guys come, and each one, they, like, get sprinkled with fairy dust, and they just, like, fall in love with the house. And they're like, no, I can't tear this down. This is my house. And then, like, the next one, the next construction. should do that. Yeah, and the next construction guy comes, like, no, dude, I'm moving into this house. This we can't house tear is it my down. Girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but to I'm do in a love. play of just like that. Um, but that that experience changed us for sure because it was, and that that happened like two years ago. But then fast forward to, um, can I get another one? Yeah. Wait. Is there still one left for you, Kevin? Uh, I have two. You want to split this one? Sure. Cool. Do you want a cider? Oh, there's a bunch of cider. Um, so then a couple months later, um, they, there was this really cute, 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 cute house, like one block away from us Cute, with a brand new roof. And it had been so kept tight that we actually thought somebody lived in there and they were just really quiet. Like, you know, we had never seen anybody, but the house was so nice that it like clearly could not have been empty. But the door was never locked either is the funny thing. But nobody messed with it because it had good neighbors. It had some of the oldest pine trees in the neighborhood, like three big pine trees. And 
one day we were walking by Spurs. and they had a uh, a demo. They were going to demo this house in a month or something, whatever date it was. It got a demolition sticker on it and suddenly and we were like, it never came up. It was never for sale. It was just like this good house was suddenly on the demolition list. Like a brand new roof. Yeah. Like a five-year roof That's on it. Like with an amazingly waste. cute house. I know, dude. So we were like, what's going on in this? What is, what's the hidden agenda in this neighborhood? Like, Because what you guys would love for people to not be moving into these houses and fixing up. What you? Um, yeah. And like I think it was like a number of these small interactions and seeing like the rapid pace of demolition that um you know really made us kind of feel a real sense of urgency about what needed to happen where like we thought we had a lot more time like you know we we don't have a ton of money and and, like we're just doing this bootstrapping this and um so but but it makes us like double down triple down like throw everything we got at it and find people and scramble and like we've because the forces that you're competing with right now are not you know, if there's any much individuals bigger, that are, than us. if there's individuals that ever, if it's people that want to buy these houses, it's like, that's something you can work on and help them navigate the, the process. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's, in our neighborhood, it'd be really convenient to have very little houses and then have a really big plan for something. And then you just have to ask, away, huh? you know, five people to move rather than 30 or whatever. That's, it's that's it's yeah. easier to sell it in bulk or get a big company to do some big project, right. which is how, so the how would you do that? You'd start, you would prioritize the real, you couldn't say this, but you would prioritize the really good houses, knock those down real quick. Right. Mm-hmm. And then leave yeah. the shitty ones. Right. I mean, that's because so nobody else can move in. Huh? Right. I mean, you can't say that, but like, why else? I'm going to move into a burnt down house. <laughs> you should dude. <laughs> knock off the top layer <laughs> tin roof. So anyway. Wait, OK, but so what would be like, what if some big dickhead realtor came in and was like, I'm going to give you a billion dollars for all your properties? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's not o- not only would we say We're no, gonna hold out. But yeah. in addition to that, <laughs> in the addition to having a neighborhood, not give us a billion either. But in addition to like not even knowing that what to have a neighborhood that's filled with normal people and money is not like the core to it all is like you will always say no to the buying out. Like right. I, we we envision like all of the houses or setting up some kind of community land trust thing that even involves houses where you allow there not to be speculative speculation on the market where it's like i'm selling at the high time moving at the low time it's like there's creating a possibility Damn. to create That's a legal intense. contract that prevents uh people from being able to sell out like that whoa yeah but um yeah and i think that's the other th- really cool thing about having a neighborhood where everybody's talking is you are accountable to each other not just the mu- the dollar you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah it's like you care about those people yeah how would you ever m- yeah but um so anyway that house was on the demo and we were like fuck dude not the not another one you know so i called the city and i was like i'd like to buy this house off the demo list and they were like oh let me give you a call back great we looked into it uh the papers have been signed with the contractor there's nothing we can do it, that one's coming down sorry there's nothing you can do and is i was it, like isn't that hilarious some little scribbles on a piece of paper like oh yeah. sorry yes but go on yes it is really funny and and so anyway 
I ended up going to the Detroit Land Bank the next morning, just like so furious and was like, is this the forces that we're fighting? Are the Detroit, like the city is even trying to like uproot people or wh what's going on? But went there, met with the guy who had said no to me and I point blank asked, I, can I get the house, can I buy this house off the auction again? And he's like, Brie, like I said, there is nothing I can do. And I was like, well, Ted, you're going to have to explain to me why you're using federal money to dismantle our neighborhood when your goal is to build our neighborhood up. Like if a neighbor wants to buy a house and fix it up, why would you not say yes? Mm -hmm. Why are you dismantling this really quietly? But when I call you out on it, you guys have to be like, why would you say that? You know? So anyway, they put me in charge of the, the main PR guy. I hear you want to, you're, ch or you're, uh, threatening you're gonna handcuff yourself to this house oh yeah did i you said did you threaten that well, yeah th ah. yeah so that's what i said <laughs> i'm like dude if you're not gonna sell me this house um i'm just letting you know i will be handcuffed to that house with hundreds of protesters and a lot of press showing why you're using federal money to dismantle our neighborhood rather than build it up and he was like dude sold yeah well he put me in charge with the one guy and then they were able to i, I explained to him what we were doing in our neighborhood that was just we're it's a bunch of people that are Fixing up houses, and you guys don't see that. You just see more people paying taxes, but there's something really special happening in this neighborhood, and we plan to keep making it special. So we want to buy this house, and we have the skills to fix it up. Don't stop me. And uh, <laughs> so he was able to sell it to us. and, and Oh, that's so kind of him. Yeah. yeah what it. an angel. Yeah. <laughs> to I, I left the meeting, and he was like, the t his office was like the top floor, and uh, he had like a suit on, and. We left the meeting with, I gave him, gave him a hug, and I was like, can't wait for the good news. See you later, Craig oh Folly. Yeah, so. Did you whisper that in his ear? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I think I called him just Craig. Thank you so Casual. much, Friends. <laughs> so, you know, like, those are, we're also seeing forces like that, which just It's a fucking like game. It's all a fucking game. It's a really game. weird game. First time. First time it's a game. So, yeah, so in, in that process, one of the neighbors, his name is Dennis, and Dennis has recently passed away, but... He grew up in the neighborhood. He like what was his thing? He he never left the the border of Detroit. Dennis. Oh yeah, he he Whoa. was like he was so resentful of the way that like Detroit had been treated by the suburbs that he refused to cross 8 Mile. Refused to spend a dime outside of Detroit. Like <laughs> Oh, yeah. damn. He it didn't even go to Hamtramck. Oh my god. Whoa. Yeah. Jesus. And Dennis was one, like, he was always had his eyes on the street, and he, it took, like, probably, we would walk by him, like, every day and wave, and he'd kind of, like, suspiciously, <laughs> like, kind of just, nice. like, he give us nice. this, but then it was, like, after two years, he was, like, damn, dude, see what you guys are doing, it's nice, and then we were, Sick. like, really close friends with him always, you know, he's, like, I got some tools for sale in the minivan, you want anything? I was, like, <laughs> hell yeah, dude, like, <laughs> you know, and. But he had, he had pulled us aside and was, like, you know, that church right over there is on the auction this year, and kind of gave us the history of history of it Damn. and it was a smaller location and it merged with their bigger location on Kirchival and it was up on the auction for like four thousand dollars or something and we had saw some speculating happening on forest and somebody had put a bid on this earlier and we were like we knew it wasn't anybody in the neighborhood and um it was like the one standing commercial building that was like kind of in that zone of the four blocks you know so we were like damn dennis thanks <coughs> we'll look into it and so we ended up purchasing purchasing the church and but we didn't have a plan for it it was more just local ownership and just like when right. you have the opportunity take it because you won't have it again and but now you're turning it, it turning it into a bakery yeah 
So now, yeah, yeah. So now we're starting the demo. Almost got a 30-yard dumpster build. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a bakery and community space. Um, so, yeah, bakery in the back, commercial kitchen, and then, like, a public space in the front, which will partially be for selling bread and other, uh, but other, like, political meetings and neighborhood meetings, so. Cool. Yeah, it'll yeah. be a yeah. multi-use community space. So, place we can do shows there, we can do lectures there, we can introduce, you know, we can have our city council rep there, and. It's just a place for us to strengthen our political power as a community. Sick. That's really cool. Um, and we're going to have internet and printers and, you know, if there's Internet? Yeah. Printers? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> Dude, like, you know, for some no of our neighbors, here. <laughs> or even for, like, us, we didn't have a printer for a long time. It was, like, to go to Kinko's on Woodward. It was, like, yeah. not a pain in the ass. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So just to kind of create, make sure that there's, like, resources at everybody's fingertips, mm -hmm. whether, wherever you live, you know, and so we're really excited for that guy. Damn. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm excited and for it. And we're going to have Abby guest baking. <laughs> <laughs> pie <laughs> Tuesdays. So I'll, I'll Dude, what would your day bacon? be? What, like the day of the week. Um, like if you had to pick one day where you bake. What would my Any be? day. I feel yeah. like I feel like Saturday would be a good day. Dude, cool. Yeah. I've been making pizza dough too. What? Yeah. I made <gasps> a, a starter. Brett helped me feed it. The mother. It's not a mother. <laughs> it's a sourdough starter. <laughs> Dudes, we are thinking about doing a pizza oven in the back. Oh, yard. my God. Wood tires. Wait, you want to build one in the backyard? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. In your backyard? In uh -huh. the church backyard. Dude, I'd be down to help out with that because I want to do that. Cool. cool. Yeah, that one on Farnsworth blew <gasps> my fucking Dude. So oh. uh, I never went. I, I was Yeah, I ate jealous. the pizza. You it's guys so took good. us to that party. Oh, right. And there was yeah. so much good pizza. Dude, that was so good. Yeah. Yeah. If you figure out how to make the dough, dude, we're dude, we're in I business. She, I make the dough. She's done it. It's it's good. Well, we're we need a couple of these. We need one in the community garden yes. in front of your house. In my yeah. house yeah. too. Yeah. Dude. The other one's gonna be like pumping out commercial bakery bread. Mm. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I love bread. I love bread. <laughs> Me too. It's so good. Um how are we feeling? Yeah. Should we wind this down? You want to keep going? I'm it, it's getting cold, huh? I, I'm cold and I'm really hungry. Okay. <gasps> All right. I'm not drunk enough. <laughs> <laughs> we usually do get well, way more lit, but Brett forgot yeah. to bring me a drink. Fuck. I brought drinks, <sighs> but you can't drink these drinks. I know. And you were an hour late, too, so. I wasn't an hour late. <laughs> it's your punishment. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> it was not an hour late. Um, do you guys have any questions? Um... We should probably do this again. I don't know. I yeah, like we I feel like I'm you guys sure. should be a reoccurring guest. Yeah, I mean, because I, I think, I think you're doing really important things, and people should know about it. I'd we didn't even talk about your farm. I felt oh my like, God. I felt like we farm. were we were all over the place. Yeah, tonight. well, well there's just so much to cover. That's what's badass about like this medium is we just have a fucking conversation, and then people who are listening, it feels like they're in the same room. Yeah, yeah. Even though they can't say anything, but and they're like, Brett stops saying, uh. Do I do that a lot? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Do I do that? Who's Brett? <laughs> Wish you were here, <laughs> listeners. Uh, but, yeah. I don't know. This is, uh, this is great. Yeah, let's definitely do this again soon. Because I think... I, I <laughs> no, like, uh, I feel like you guys are creating a community... I think the weirdo, the narrative like is going to gonna come together, too. I think talking about it is helpful. So yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, 
I don't. Yes, this is good. Uh, I'm pumped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's, that, that's all. I'm. I'm good. Uh, you guys good? Cool. Cool. Love you guys. Right. We love you so much. Thank you guys. Much. Thanks for having us. Yeah. On the show. Thanks for coming. Let's go party. Okay. Bye.